0: Isaiah 54, verse 1. Sing, O barren, you who have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Now, Paul quotes this passage in Galatians chapter 4 and applies it to the church, and his application, I think, is just marvelous. It's an incredible and fascinating application. In context, Paul is saying, do not imitate Abraham when he sought to fulfill God's promise in his own strength, in his own wisdom. And you know how that went. He thought, well, God's promised a child and it's not coming the way God said it would. Let's uh, uh, raise a child through Hagar. And he produced Ishmael. It was an absolute disaster. But then he goes on to say, that we should imitate Abraham as our model when by faith uh, he raised a child through Sarah and he produced Isaac. Now that was a miracle child. Was Abraham involved? Certainly he was involved, but it was a miracle child because Sarah was beyond the years of bearing children. And uh, what Paul's point was was that Christians can operate in the flesh, that would be like what Abraham was doing with Hagar. Or they can operate in the spirit uh, by faith, doing God's promise as he did with Sarah. And when we deny that we are barren and we think we can fulfill God's promises in our own strength, and our own abilities, we don't give glory to God. On the other hand, when we acknowledge that we are barren, that without Christ we can do nothing that uh, in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing, as the Apostle Paul said. Then when God produces fruit through us, he alone gets the glory. And so Paul uses Abraham to tell us, walk in the Spirit by faith. Uh, Do not walk in your flesh. Do not try to accomplish sanctification uh, in your own fleshly strength. Now, with that as a background, that was his interpretation of that passage, with that as a background... Let's go through this verse uh, phrase by phrase. First, he says, sing, O barren. The fact that we are barren should not make us give up in sadness, but that tends to be our first uh, temptation. We think, woe is me, I'm barren, I can't accomplish anything. And so we give up, we throw up our hands in frustration. Paul wants us to recognize, yes, without Christ I can do nothing, I am barren, But he wants us also to rejoice that in my weakness, God's strength is made perfect. That's what the rejoicing is all about. And I want you to notice when it is that we sing by faith, it's not after we've received the children. He says, sing, O barren, you who have not born. We should be so convinced of God's power in our lives that we can rejoice even before we see God's answer to our prayers. Uh, We can rejoice by faith because we know God's a God who cannot lie. He will accomplish all that he has uh, promised. If God has promised something, it is as good as done. And God calls us to rejoice that it will be done even before we see the answer. Now that's faith. And Abraham had the laugh of faith in one passage. He goes on to say, Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. Uh, When a baby was born uh, in Israel, they whooped it up. They yelled, they celebrated, they were rejoicing in the fact that a baby had come through labor. Now, in this passage, there was no labor. Here is a baby that comes with no labor whatsoever. In fact, it's a bazillion babies because he's talking about the new covenant spread of the church in verses 2 through 3. And uh, in there, it's the doing of the Lord. And so this passage doesn't just apply to individuals. It applies to church growth. Church growth is not through human planning and effort and wisdom. It is through the blessing of the Lord. There are people who are so-called church growth experts who have had phenomenal growth in one church. They've gone to another place and been an absolute failure. Apart from God's blessing, there is no growth. It is something that comes from the Lord. Now, in Galatians 3... Paul says that what was begun by faith must be continued by faith, must be finished by faith. The whole of the Christian walk is daily receiving from the Lord His supernatural grace and stepping into that. And so he says, this only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect By the flesh. And so, hopefully, you can see how Paul was using this verse from Isaiah 54 to prove his point in Galatians 4. Anyway, when that happens, God says the boundaries of the church uh, just burst uh, forth. And that's what Isaiah uh, 54 is going to continue to say. But I'm just going to look at one more phrase in verse 1 For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. When we finally learn to walk by faith as Abraham and Sarah finally learn to walk uh, by faith uh, uh, in connection with Isaac, we discover that God's provision is more than enough. And I love that phrase in that verse, more than, more than. It's a phrase that comes up uh, repeatedly in Scripture. God's grace can produce more than anything that we could produce in the flesh. In fact, I think that's one of the purposes of the Sermon on the Mount is to show Pharisees that they cannot accomplish God's will. It's impossible. They had a surface uh, righteousness that really let them down. And uh, Matthew uh, 5 says... When you can do what no unregenerate person can do, then you're demonstrating sonship. When you can love your enemies, you can bless those who curse you, then you're doing something that demonstrates the supernatural grace of God within us. And so it's a call in the Sermon on the Mount to walk in the supernatural by His grace, not in in our own strength. And so Scripture says where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. And you can even apply that to eschatology in terms of numbers At the end of history, Scripture indicates that there's going to be far more people in the heavenly Zion than there would be in the earthly kingdom, far more uh, believers than unbelievers. And so I think this is just a very, very cool uh, promise to go to the Lord's table with. Uh, Even though we cannot accomplish our Christian calling in our own strength, we've got a lot to rejoice on because in our weakness... God's strength is made perfect. Father God, we come to you this morning rejoicing for provision, rejoicing that even when we feel barren, we feel helpless, we feel unable to enter into the commandments that you have given to us, the very fact that you have commanded us should stir up our faith to believe that you will enable that which you have commanded. And so, Father, as we come to the Lord's table this morning, I pray that you would give faith and encouragement to your people to step out into the realm of the supernatural to do that which in our own strength is impossible to do we receive your empowering we receive the fullness of your holy spirit and we pray it would not only be sufficient for us but as we drink of christ that out of our innermost being would flow rivers of living water we commit ourselves to you in this covenant in jesus name amen